today in our book talk segment. Great to welcome a woman who's written a book that I think is going to definitely touch us a nerve and probably going to help a lot of parents and maybe some teens and young adults as well. It's called Love No Matter What. When your kids don't make decisions, when your kid make when your kids make decisions you don't agree with, I'll get it out. We're joined today by Brenda Garrison from Peoria, Illinois, today. And Brenda, good to talk to you. How are you today? Oh, I'm great. Good to be with you and your listeners. Good to have a chance to to chat with you. I had an opportunity to to read through the book and. Uh, as we do this today, and I'm sure this, you know, we'll podcast this and people listen to it throughout different times of the year, but uh, this is the time of year where a lot of uh, uh, teenagers are heading off to college for the first time, and I, and I guess that kind of uh, is the theme of your book in, in a sense. Uh, mothers and daughters or sons, uh, they leave the house for the first time to be on their own, and what's going to happen, right? Right, and it can be yeah, any decision, really, that a kid makes that the parents don't agree with. It doesn't even have to be a bad decision. Sometimes parents get all upset over something that it's just not their preference. But, yeah, there's we have ample opportunities to get gnarly with our kids, and we just have to do our best to not do that because it's really going to damage our relationship with them. Hey, I like how you, you kind of lay out the book. You, you, you do your story, and then uh, you gave your daughter an opportunity to kind of uh, to, to add hers there. So you get both sides. Yes, and so many parents have said this is like the best part of the book because Katie, she just wrote what she wanted. I said, Kate, you know what? Here's this chapter. Say what you want about the material in this chapter, what you were thinking, what you wish I would have did differently, what I did right, whatever you want to write. And it really gives parents an insight into what their kids are thinking and how they're processing things that seem so kind of maybe simple to us or like um, evident to us, but kids are not seeing life the same way that we do. And I know you do a lot of speaking and different kind of ministries uh, around the country. Uh, uh, was this a, a topic that you were asked a lot about? Is that kind of what gave you the impetus to write the book? Or obviously your daughter going through the same thing now, but I mean, what, was that the cause of it? Not at all. When, you know, when we were going through it, then um, after a couple of years, things started to kind of I don't want to say even out because things have been pretty rocky, but we I kind of started to see that, you know, other parents are going through this, but they just aren't talking about it because people would come up to me, a stranger, and pour out their stories. And I thought, we are, they are sharing their heart with me because I'm a stranger, because I'm safe, because I know what they're going through. But we're not sharing this with the people in our lives, and we, we're not knowing how to respond well to our kids. Or I thought, if we don't, as parents of this generation learn how to respond better to our kids, we're going to lose them. And we're, they're not only going to keep making poor, poor choices, but we're going to lose our relationship with them. And so out of that need and out of that passion, I started speaking on it. And um, parents just kept coming and telling me stories. And Katie and I and my husband and I and the family, we just kept staying in process. And so that's kind of how the book was, was birthed. I guess, and again, an underlying theme, again, the biggest problem parents and teenagers or young adults have is the communication, right? Maybe parents don't want to talk about certain things, or they don't know how to talk about certain things with their kids, and vice versa. I think the kids say, go, oh, the parents aren't going to listen to me, so I'm not going to talk to them. So I guess that's that gap there, isn't it? Definitely. And that's, I spend a lot of time in the book talking about building that relationship with your kids in a way that worked for them. Because without relationship, we have nothing. We have no platform from which to parent. We have no way to influence. We have no way to help. And so we need to uh, probably stop talking for a while because probably most of us are talking too much. <laughs> and learn about our kid. Learn how to get into relationship. What is their interest? When do they like to talk? Be available. When your kids are home, 
be home. You know, so many times kids are always gone because there's nobody home. Why come home to an empty house when there's no one to have a relationship with? Be in relationship. And I just offer so many tips on that in the in the book and so many ways to do that. But build that relationship with your kids. And then from that relationship, then they can start to talk to you. And it may be just a little bit at a time, but you're starting to get insight into their life and to who they really are. It seems today, and I guess you know, all generations have, have had this, uh, you know, outside influences that may may not be very good. But I think even today, there's got to be more. I mean, you know, internet and uh, what we just saw over the weekend as we do this with those you know, VMA awards. I don't know if you saw that, Miley Cyrus and all that kind of stuff. I mean, influences right. that on young people that uh, are not good. I mean, let's be honest about it, and that's got to make it tougher as a parent to, to kind of get them ready and, and have them pay attention to you, right? Oh, definitely, definitely, and. Um, yeah, I definitely don't think kids need to have just free reign on social media or phones or computers. And I, I think there's going to be kids probably for a little bit. But, you know, you can get those things out of their rooms at night. They need time without any beeping, without anything where their brains can just relax and settle. Because research is showing that social media, just responding to it and being on it, is actually changing our brains and our kids their attention spans are so short and social media all that stuff is just making that uh, their attention spans even shorter so that number one parents have got to to know that's their job and to and to you know to, to do what they need to do to limit that type of thing but also then take those opportunities to talk to your kids when something i mean not to say that we need to be watching the whole miley cyrus performance but it's popping up on news and different things Take an opportunity to talk to your kids and see what they think about it and just have a discussion. Um, when the news comes on, we, we have discussions about um, what's going on and um, what we might not be hearing, what we are hearing, and just use those opportunities to talk with your kids so that they know. You know, be a critical thinker. Not everything you hear on, on the TV or Internet or whatever is true. And so... That way they can learn to be more critical thinking and make better decisions when they get out of the house. Yeah, and not to say you know, there wasn't bad influences before, but I think even when I grew up, uh, you know, 70s, uh, you know, there wasn't quite like this on TV. There were some good role models, uh, entertainment-wise and music-wise, even before that. Uh, but today, I'm not sure there's hardly any that at least you can see on mainstream. You can find it, but you got to look for it. Oh, I agree. It was, yeah, it was a much different world. I remember, uh, I think the worst movie I saw growing up was Grease. With John right. <laughs> <laughs> Things have definitely changed. <laughs> yeah, a little, little racy, but yeah, that wasn't uh, compared to today. That's uh, it's G-rated, isn't it? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Talk a little bit about uh, your daughter. Obviously, is part of the book, and uh, and has this writing this book together kind of helped your relationship? I guess it has, but uh, how has it changed? Maybe that's a better question. You know, it really helped each of us get to know each other better and to understand what the other person was going through. And while we might not have agreed with the way the other person was acting or handling it, we really got to, um, to know each other. And for a while, like I said, I had been speaking on this, and I kind of toyed with the idea of writing a book, and I knew it was going to be so painful and so much work. I mean, this book is you know, way more work than anything else when you're going through something so difficult. And um, I just, I don't know, I just didn't feel the time was right. And who was the person that kept, bugging me. Mom, when are you going to start working on the book? Mom, when are you going to start working? It was Katie. <laughs> and, you know, I had become her cheerleader, and then she became my cheerleader. And so, um, yeah, it really did help us to understand each other and, um, and draw closer together. 
And really, the, the difficult part, the most difficult part, is uh, if your son or daughter uh, does something, maybe you feel is uh, you know against the you know the family morals or any type of morals that that uh, you may have you know instilled in the kids growing up, but maybe they decide to go a different route. That, that's the toughest challenge there, isn't it? It really is, and this is not a. Um, you know, this is not giving permission to the kids to do whatever they want, whenever they want. They, we still have, I have a list of what I call in the book the non-negotiables. You know, this is, these are the very few forms of boundaries in our family, and these are non-negotiables. And so if you, you come in the home, these are the things you'll abide by. And like I said, they're very few, but within those boundaries, then we can have a wonderful time, and they can bring their friends, and we'll have a lot of fun together. And so... I think that um, it's not, again, giving kids permission to do what they want when they want, but it's just learning that to not let what they do come between you and your child. Do you want that to ruin your relationship with your child? Do you want your response to ruin your relationship with your child? Personally, I came to the realization that, you know what, I have worked too long and too hard as a mom to throw it away because I want to get mad about something. I'm going <laughs> to figure out a way to love my kid even when they're doing stuff that I don't like. Yeah. Good, good advice, and uh, again, the name of the book is called Love No Matter What, When Your Kids Make Decisions You Don't Agree With. We've been talking with uh, Brenda Garrison today with insights from her daughter, Katie, throughout the book. And I know you do a lot of uh, speaking around the country, uh, Brenda, not only to just churches, but different groups, uh, particularly women. And uh, I think you're, 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 you've touched the nerve here. I, I guess you probably get a lot of feedback. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was one thing... Um, that it seems like, I think I mentioned this earlier, but everybody comes up to me with a story. Everybody. It doesn't matter, you know, who they are, what walk of life, what career they're in. They all have a story. And even doing radio interviews, you know, off air, I've heard more stories because it's where we live. And we're all in this together and we want to do it well. Um, sometimes we just need a little perspective and a little help to do it. And that's what I want to do is give parents a little bit of help along the way. Yeah. Help is always good. A lot of parents, they, they, don't, they don't have the answers. Oh, none of us have all the answers. <laughs> none of us do. <laughs> Give out a website, Brenda. People get a hold of you or, or the book. Oh, I'd love for them to visit my website, brendagarrison.com. They can get the book from the website. They can get the book wherever they buy their other books. It's also on ebook. So they can download that onto whatever type of reader they use. Um, on my website, I have a resource page with free resources, and three of those resources are on parenting advice and parenting tips. And I have an email newsletter they can sign up for and get helpful information every month as well. So, yeah, I'd love for them to visit there. And then they are at my website, then are links for Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Yeah. You can follow me there as well. Well, Brenda, it's a pleasure to talk to you for a few minutes, and uh, please keep in touch with us or either through uh, Elaine at uh, at the publisher. We'd like to have you on again sometime uh, when your next project comes out. That would be great. I appreciate it. Thank you so great. much, Doug. I enjoyed it. I'm Stan Brock, 
30 years ago, I formed Remote Area Medical to help people overseas. But then we found generations of families in America isolated by poverty from the health care they need. Together, we can take dental, vision, and medical help to a million adults and their kids right here at home in the United States of America.